Hi, and thank you for listening to the James Schofield Ministries podcast. I am James Schofield, founder and minister of James Schofield Ministries, and your host for the James Schofield Ministries podcast. Today is International Podcast Day, so I felt that I should make a uh, podcast episode, uh, even though it is Sunday, the 30th. And I've been on a slight hiatus uh, from podcasting and from my blog episode, or excuse me, my blogging. And uh, for some of you who know, I do have a baby uh, on the way. Uh, my, my wife, Jessica, should be having a child any day now, uh, baby Grace. And during this time of this slight hiatus, I've been getting affairs in order, getting our place cleaned up, getting things where they should be and, and organized. But uh, through the process, I started kind of thinking of, of birth in general and... Um, what kind of spoke to me was us being born again and in in being born again what that means and and how we can be born again because that's something that's a little strange uh, considering that once you're born you can't just kind of pop back into the womb and then come out again Uh, so I wanted to take this international podcast day to uh, discuss what being born again really is and also uh, what that means uh, for the future. Now, uh, this is for, of course, any uh, saved Christian, Uh, but uh, it also is a great way for anybody who is a non-believer to kind of understand it because there are a lot of Christian concepts. Um, If you remember, uh, first episode was uh, covering the Trinity and and kind of my personal explanation of that and how that works. Um, so being able to discuss these aspects that are a little complicated, uh, even to non-believers, uh, to gain that understanding is definitely something that, uh, I aim to do. So going right into this podcast episode about being born again, we'll look into the Bible and figure out what Jesus says about this. Uh, because again, this is kind of a foreign concept uh, back then, and, and even today, for a lot of people, this is something that really is is kind of hard to grasp. Uh, and it's something that some people wrestle with, like, how does this work? So in John chapter 3, uh, verses uh, 1 through uh, 21, I'm just going to read the whole thing. Uh, it's uh, one of the interactions between Jesus and Nicodemus. And uh, so it reads, uh, There was a man from the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, uh, which the Pharisees, of course, were uh, kind of the biggest opponent to Jesus. So this Nicodemus is kind of almost there, if you think about it, to really trip him up. And uh, this man came to him at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform these signs you do unless God were with him. So Nicodemus is, is admitting that Jesus is uh, a rabbi or or a teacher, and um, you know is is basically saying, "Hey Jesus, yes, you are a figure of authority," and um, saying that of course God has given you that power. So Jesus replied, 
Truly I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So, after Nicodemus tells Jesus, Hey, Rabbi, you know, we know you're a teacher. Um, you've come from God. There's no way that you could have performed the signs that you did unless uh, God were with you. And Jesus replies basically saying that in order to be with God, you have to be born again. So this is this is something that's kind of strange because, I mean, that's going to trip anybody up who, you know, I've, I've, I've already been born. Why am I going to be born again? How is this even possible? And that's what Nicodemus asks him. He goes, how can anyone be born when he is old? Nicodemus asked him. Can he enter his mother's womb a second time and be born? And I kind of almost think of, um, in a way, in the movies where, you know, people are gathered around and somebody is saying something a little controversial and, and the popular kid, because the Pharisees, of course, were the popular ones, uh, the popular kid going, you know, tripping this, this uh, geeky kid up. So Jesus is kind of almost in a way like this geeky kid and, and Nicodemus is almost kind of being like, wait a minute, how, how can they be born again? Are they just going to pop right back in, you know, to their mother and, and be born again? Like, this is crazy. So Jesus answered, truly I tell you, unless someone is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Whatever is born of the flesh is flesh and whatever is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I told you that you must be born again. The wind blows where it pleases, and you hear its sound, but you don't know where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. So with this, Jesus is basically saying, this isn't a crazy concept. When I tell you that you can be born again, I'm not saying literally you're going to be born again. I'm, you know, I'm telling you that you know, when you're born of the flesh, you're flesh, okay? So so you're, you grow in this womb, and you come out a baby, and you're flesh. However, if we look back on Genesis and we talk about uh, people being spiritually dead, okay? So um, in a way, when we're born, we are born uh, with original sin. We're born sinful creatures. We're born with the desire to sin, and... You know, we're born almost in a way spiritually stillborn. You know, we're, we're born spiritually dead. So what Jesus is saying is that being born again, our spirit is being born again. Or, or being born in general because when we're born, we're, we're almost born without that spirit because our spirit is dead. So, you know, thinking about this, um, you know, thinking about the birth of my child and, and kind of, the way that my journey went as well um, with my baptism there there's a lot of um, coinciding things with the the physical birth of the flesh and our birth uh, spiritually and um, it kind of makes me think of uh, the way that we're born and um, you know we're born in our womb uh, God used to create us into the sinful world and with sin but in the womb god's using that as as the incubator to get us all put together and there, there's so many times that the womb is um spoken of in the bible uh particularly in the uh in the old testament uh, a lot of times in the psalms uh 
in Isaiah, in Job, and throughout. Um, I just picked a few of the passages um, to kind of talk about the womb. Because in the Bible, uh, uh, the, I've been listening to the Bible Project, which is a really, really good podcast, which you should search for and, and listen to. And they, they kind of uh, have this analogy that, you know, the Bible, obviously, it wasn't made in an Internet age. So it's like you don't have hyperlinks like we have nowadays. So, you know, whenever I do a blog post, if I'm talking about something that's relevant that I found online, I can just pop a link to it. And boom, you can take a look at it yourself. Well, the Bible obviously doesn't have that, but um, in a way, it has almost like a primitive version. Um, well, not necessarily primitive because people have this in their mind. When you think of primitive, you think of less than. Um, I would say ancient. It, it's an ancient way of hyperlinking, and they constantly are repeating certain things throughout to kind of reference that, to let you know, hey, this is an important thing, and not just that, but to kind of tie the different areas of the Bible together because, you know, as we know, the Bible wasn't written by one person. You know, there wasn't just some guy who sat down, you know, it wasn't like, you know, J.R.R. Tolkien or George R.R. Martin said, you know what, I'm going to write this and just sat down and started writing it. It was a collection of many different books and how do you tie them together? Well, you, you make these different things. So um, now, of course, with software, we have these abilities to do Bible word searches which I recommend if, if you've never done it before, um, Logos actually makes a um, the Logos Bible software um, that you can actually get. There, there's a free version now, which is really powerful even as the free version. I mean, they have ones that you can pay for that have even more books inside of it. It's basically an online library for the Bible. You can download different commentaries of the Bible. You can even download um, Christianity Today on there uh, to kind of cross-reference things. And you can do a word search in that Logos uh, Bible software and even if you don't use that even Bible gateway is pretty simple for that too You can just type in a word and boom. There's all the verses that have that word in it. So you can see these um, comparing uh, Constant themes throughout the Bible just by doing this word search and, and it can be pretty profound Because there, there's some times that you don't even realize what's going on and and if you you know If you're in the New Testament, I mean the Old Testament is referenced Constantly, because of course, as, as we know, kind of going on a tangent a little bit, but as we know, Jesus is the fulfillment of prophecy from the Old Testament. So doing that word search is great. So if, if you've never done it before, um, just download Logos. Um, let me actually see really quick where the website is. So if you just go to Logos.com, you can get the Bible software right from there. Um, it's developed by Faith Life, uh, which is a great organization um, to be able to look up different um, things. And they've got some really cool stuff that you can get into. But anyways, I digress. Back to what we're talking about. We're talking about the womb that God used to create us. And um, in the Psalms, we, we have a couple of these. We have um, from Psalm 58, uh, 3. It says, The wicked go astray from the womb. Liars wander from birth. Which, oof, that's crazy. So again, talking about the womb, but right from the womb we talk about, oh man, you know, already we're born as these awful people, I guess, is, is lack of a better term. And it even says in Psalm um, chapter 51, verse 5, it goes, Indeed, I was guilty when I was born. I was sinful when my mother conceived me. So again, this womb that God is using to create us we come out of, so if you look at the womb, the womb is, is innocent. 
You know, we're being created by God in that womb. I mean, what is the more pure form of innocence right there? Um, but the second we come out there of that womb, the second we are coming out of that birth canal, the second we leave our mother, we're guilty and we're sinful. So we're born into this from innocence. We're born from an innocent womb into a world of sin. So Isaiah, uh, Isaiah has this as well in uh, chapter 42, verse uh, 2. Uh, this is the word of the Lord, your maker, the one who formed you from the womb. Again, God made you. Uh, Job talks about it too, Job 31, 15. Did not the one who made me in the womb also make them? Did not the same God form us both in the womb? The womb just keeps getting talked about. It's crazy. Um, and then another psalm is uh, 139, uh, verse 13. Uh, For it was you who created my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. So the steam throughout of the womb being used as almost a uh, like crafting studio, really, for God. So what, what could be more innocent than God creating life, right, inside of the womb? But then we're born and we're sinful. And in a way, if you think about it, the way sin works, or really any of us, we, we are constantly learning and growing from the world around us. So if we're in a world full of sin, we're learning to be sinful. And in the same way as when you're in the womb, you're being built into this human being, spiritually when you're born, your spirit is being built in this womb of sin. So you see what I did there? Physically we're born from a womb that's innocent, into a spiritually and rather physically sinful world and that sinful world becomes a womb of sin now what do we do here though if, if we're being grown into the sinful person what do we do well that's again where we are born again um, through Jesus into a world of grace which is kind of crazy like think about that we're born before we're born, we're innocent. When we're born, we're sinful. That sin becomes a spiritual womb that we are able to be born out of into a world of grace. A spiritual world of grace through Jesus. And it's another, um, another crazy thing about that too because in the physical birth, historically, obviously now we have um, in modern science, we have, or modern medicine, we have a way to um, check to make sure everything's good with the baby, even before the baby comes out. I mean, the second you get to the hospital to deliver, they hook that, that fetal monitor up. And they use that to figure out how the baby's doing, right? So even see if the baby's alive. So before, though, we had this modern medicine, when the baby came out, there's always those movies kind of depicting where they kind of spank the baby to get the baby to cry. Because that's really, back then, they didn't have fetal monitors. The way that you knew if a baby was alive and was breathing is you would hear the baby cry. So our mouths from birth are a way for us to confirm our living. So again, when we're born, we are spiritually stillborn. We are spiritually dead. But our spirit starts to grow inside this womb of sin. 
when we are born again, we are baptized in water, we come out into grace. Well, when we're baptized, what happens? Well, what, what are we supposed to do in order to be baptized? We have to profess, um, depending on what denomination you are. Some say that you have to confess you're a sinner and all this and that, and there's certain criteria. But in the essence of just the simplest Christian baptism, what do you have to do? You have to profess that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior with your mouth. And it, it's even said in uh, the letter to the Romans, in chapter 9, verses 9 through 10, he says, uh, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. One believes with the heart, resulting in righteousness, and one confesses with the mouth, resulting in salvation. So in order to be saved, we have to profess it with our mouths. So think about this. We come out of the womb into the sinful world. The way that we know that we're alive, the way that the world knows that you're alive, is you cry with your mouth. Then, spiritually, we're grown in this womb of sin. And when we come out of that womb of sin, what do we do? We confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord. So, that is our way of proving spiritually that we're born again and that we're alive spiritually in grace. The parallels between that are, are really like, it, it's very profound because when he talks about being born again, it's a very literal thing, not fleshly literal, as in we're not literally being born again as brand new human beings with brand new arms, brand new legs, brand new hearts, no we're still literally being born again in the spirit and we're born exactly the same way we're in this womb that is a sinful world we come through this birth canal which is your initial discovery of jesus and your studying of him and when you come out of that birth canal you confess with your mouth that jesus christ is lord so you are confirming that you are alive spiritually now and let's think about this too, even with the water baptism uh, and, and the birth. Um, I'm going to go off my notes a little bit here. When we're born, what happens? So we have that whole saying, the water breaks. So we're in this womb with water, and out of the water comes a living baby. So think about that baptism again become spiritually alive we have to be immersed in water and we have to come out of that water so not only is that symbolizing what we tr conventionally know as a way of dying and being resurrected so coming into the waters plummeting into the waters and being coming out rising out of it again but now if you think about it in the light of being spiritually born again and physically what birth is like the parallels are crazy we're immersed in water which it's amniotic fluid but really it's it's it seems very you know it's 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 a liquid we are immersed in amniotic fluid in our mother's womb we come out of that birth canal so we rise out of the water in order to become alive 
physically in this world. And then when we are spiritually reborn, we are immersed in that water, we come through that birth canal and rise up and are spiritually born again. And we confess that Jesus is Lord with our mouths, just as we confess our life when we're babies by crying out to show that we're alive. Again, the parallels are crazy. So, you know, we talk about this new birth and, and, and um, you know, creating that um, new birth. We're also born into a brand new spiritual family. So when you're born, you have a mother, you have a father, you have grandparents, you have, you know, maybe sisters, brothers, uncles, aunts, cousins, you know, whoever, right? Or, you know, for some of us, we have that friend of the family that ends up being like Uncle John. Um, you have this family, the second you're born, you have these people who are blood tied to you. And it's the same thing when you are spiritually born again. In Galatians, right there, it says in uh, chapter 3, verse 26, it says, For through faith, you are all sons of God in Christ Jesus. We're all sons of God. So, which, um, we'll change that. We'll say sons and daughters of God. And in that, we're all born into this family that we weren't a part of before. Just like when you're first born. When you're in that womb, you really aren't in that family yet. Because you, you know, they, they have that saying, um, talking about how a mother is a mother, obviously, the second the baby is conceived. A father isn't a father or doesn't feel like a father until he holds that baby. So, you know, family-wise, that's that's kind of what it is, is, um, you know, when you're spiritually being born again, you know, God God's up there and he's with you the whole time, even if you aren't a believer, even if you're living in that sin, he's still there with you. So God is still a member of your family. But during that time, you're spiritually not in the family, the Christian family. So when you're born again, you were born as a son or a daughter of God in Christ Jesus. And in doing so, everybody in the world becomes your brother and sister spiritually. Every Christian is your Christian brother or your Christian sister. So we continue on and, and, and it's again it's a theme about um, you know death resurrection being born again and kind of wrestling with that and again it's it's not as complicated as as you think it is it's it really just boils down to you're born spiritually the same way you're born physically why why do we have this why do we have this happen? Why do we have the ability to be born again? Well, Peter, First uh, Peter, uh, chapter one, verse three, says, "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, because of His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead." So, why are we able to be born again? Strictly because of God's mercy. God didn't want us to be sinful, clearly. 
when he made Adam and Eve, he just wanted them to live in paradise and he wanted them to tend the garden. But of course, the apple and, and the serpent, and we all know that story. Uh, but when that happened, even though we spiritually died, God still wanted us to have hope for the future. And he gave us the ability to be able to still be with him. Even though we were cast out of the Garden of Eden, and even though we sinned so terribly in his eyes, we still were going to be with God. And he still wanted to give us a way to be with him. And eventually, through Jesus, he gave us a way for our spirit to be born. Because again, when we're physically born, we're spiritually stillborn. We're spiritually dead. And the only way to be spiritually alive again is through Jesus. So, hopefully I kind of explained a little bit about what being born again is and why we're born again and, and what that entails. I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you have made it to the end, again, it is International Podcast uh, Day. And the platform that I that I use, uh, Anchor, has added this feature where you're able to donate a small monthly amount to whatever podcast you're listening to. So, so in order to keep this podcast running, of course, it does uh, cost money uh, for the server, for the resources of uh, research, for the equipment. So I'm going to ask that if you do like the podcast, just feel free to go on there, click that link uh, for donations, even a dollar a month would make a huge difference to keep this podcast going. And if you do like the podcast, I'm going to invite you to like it, subscribe, rate it, uh, share it out to your friends, and keep listening for the future episodes. And if you're a reader, go on to schofieldministries.org slash blog, and you can read the blog that we do every Thursday as well. And even your donations that are going towards the podcast will help keep that alive as well to pay for that server space. So thank you again so much for listening, and I look forward to having you here next week.